This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park. And a wonderful Erev Shabbos to all of you. Good to be here to share some ideas, to look at the Parsha, to understand the Parsha, but more important, to implement certain dimensions of the Parsha, to understand it in a way where we see its relevance, and not only in a historical sense, but in a practical, immediate sense, that Torah is talking to us here and now. We are obligated to find out what it is saying to us and how to better our lives as a result of that. The Parsha is Kitavo, and it begins with, uh, well, a wonderful opening, coming into the land and recognizing, appreciating that which God has given you and giving the first fruits to the Almighty. But as we go through the Parsha, we begin to see, well, all sorts of complications, all sorts of strange, when I say strange, strange in the sense that it somehow is not within context. We talk about at the beginning of the Parsha, we talk about the relationship between man and God, how God has chosen man and man has chosen God, and that type of covenant, that type of bond. And as we go through the Parsha, we come to the idea where God says that he will bless those who uh, serve him. He will bless those who fulfill the commandments. And then, of course, we come to the Tochacha, that long and painful, detailed admonition where Moshe tells the people precisely what will happen to them if they choose not to listen to God. And this Tachacha is always read two weeks before Rosh Hashanah, just before um, Shavuot, when we receive the Torah, we also have a shorter Tachacha. This is the longer one. And we begin to ask the question, and we have to ask the question, if in fact we're talking about the people coming into the land and appreciating that which they were given, etc., etc., in the beginning of Kitavo, what is the connection between that and the Tochacha? What is the connection between that and the bond between God and the Jewish people? What is that all about? And we have to understand that it all comes within a Parsha that not only begins with the idea of Kitavo and coming into the land, giving God the first fruit, but more importantly, it comes into a Parsha which is called Kitavo. And Kitavo means when you have arrived, and arrival indicates a tremendous sense of, well, perfection. You have come to a point, you have come to a situation where you are now considered one who has arrived. You know, there's the journey of life and then there's the destiny. The journey of life is important and wonderful. The journey of life is necessary. It exposes us to all sorts of incredible experiences. It exposes us to all sorts of different dimensions, different people, different places, different situations. And each one of those encounters is not merely an interesting, exciting concept, but in fact, it exposes within us different dimensions that we often weren't aware of. You know, you come to a new place, you meet a new person, and somehow you see within yourself a dimension of, well, strength or God forbid weakness. You see a tremendous sense of pride or God forbid, in a sense, you see yourself in a lowly position. You either understand that you have something to do or you become indifferent and those are only a number of the emotions that we respond to when we encounter a new place, a new situation, a new person. And Kitavo is having gone through all those experiences. You've done the journey. You have gone along the way and touched those people and touched those places and touched those experiences and has exposed all those elements to you and you've dealt with them. And Kitavo 
you have now come to a time, to a place where you can be considered having achieved that which you have to achieve. You have arrived in the sense, in the fullest sense of the word of Kitavo. And if, in fact, Kitavo suggests the idea that you have arrived in the fullest sense of the word, why is it? Very puzzling that we talk about the covenant with God. You've already established your covenant with God. That's why Kitavo, that's why you've come to the land. And perhaps more importantly, why is it in a parsha that is called Kitavo, we have the Tochacha, this horrible, frightening admonition where all sorts of terrible things, God forbid, will come upon us. And historically speaking, as you've heard me say whenever we discuss this topic, those things didn't happen in theory. They happened in practice. Unfortunately, the Jewish people have gone through situations in their historical journey that are quite difficult, quite painful, and quite horrible. In our own generation, we've gone through a Holocaust. And this is something that we have to understand. Why would something like that be discussed or introduced in a portion that speaks about Kitabum? having arrived, having come to a place where you have achieved that which you have to achieve, in a sense, coming to your great destination. And this is why when we take a look at the entirety of the Parsha, we have to understand, first of all, the context of each and every one of those concepts within the context of Kitavo, and therefore to understand what, in fact, Kitavo truly means, it's necessary for us to take a look at that first mitzvah and to understand what, in fact, Torah is telling us. It says Kitavo. Now, Kitavo means having arrived, but you know as well that perfection is not only, in a sense, sometimes impossible, it's undesirable. Because when a person is perfect, he no longer has anything to do. Perfection is, in a sense, a dead end. Yes, of course, we talk about perfection. We talk about having achieved wonderful and great things. But nonetheless, you have greater things to achieve. You're able to build upon yesterday's perfection and to go to an entirely different level. Yes, each and every single day, each and every single encounter, we try to achieve a level of perfection, a dimension of perfection, using our strengths, using our abilities, using those God-given gifts that we have in order to somehow fulfill, to its entire potential, that which we have to do. But the following day, of course, we start again. And this is why Kitavo, even though it means you have arrived, it doesn't mean that you've stopped working. Kitavo means that you have arrived at a tremendously high level. You've come to a place, and it's now a time of peace and tranquility and abundance, and the harvest is great, but nonetheless, it doesn't mean that you stop working. You only use this as a springboard to go forward in a far greater, in a far more powerful way. It's like the child who achieves 100% in his academic work, his marks, at the end of, well, grade five. You have to go on to grade six. You can't say, well, I've achieved 100% in grade five. I'm going to stay here. No. For grade five, you have done incredibly well, but now it's time to use that knowledge, to use that experience, to use that which you've achieved as, as I said before, a springboard to go forward. So as you continue through the classes and ultimately as you continue through life, you're able to take the perfection of yesterday, the great achievements of yesterday, and apply them to a far higher level as you go forward.
And this is what Kitavo is all about. Kitavo is you come to the land and you finally harvest, and it's your first harvest, your first fruit. And what do you do with that first fruit? You put it into a basket and you bring it to Jerusalem and you give that as a gift to God, the first fruit. This is what you say, that even though I've gone through a history beginning with a, with Jacob, my grandfather, and we've gone through all sorts of difficulty, and God has been tremendously good to me, now it's time for me to share. Now it's time to, for me to return that which I have earned and earned through the effort of my own work, and I give this to God. This is a tremendous effort aspect of acknowledgement of gratitude. It's an acknowledgement of gratitude, and gratitude, of course, means to understand that you've come to this point, not necessarily on your own. Yes, you have tremendous talents, you have worked the land, you have harvested, you have done whatever you can, and this is true in every single endeavor, every single area of life. It's not only in the agriculture, it's in every single area. You've done well, you've used, you've taken your time, you've used your time responsibly, you've used your qualities responsibly, You've taken your strengths, your intellect, your emotion, your ability to do whatever it is, and you have applied it to the very best of your abilities. But gratitude means, yes, you begin to understand that even though you have done the very best that you can, and you have done the very best that you can, all these things are in truth ultimately a gift. Even though you have worked for it, but basically, who gave you that intellect? Who gave you that ability to work with the, well, with the dedication that you have worked? This is something which you have to acknowledge. And this is why even though the fruit, the first fruit, is something which we recognize coming as a result of our own efforts, nonetheless, we recognize the hand of God, the blessing of God, which in fact is behind all of that. And this is the great kitavo. Kitavo does not mean you've come to a level of perfection, but you've come to a level of appreciation that no matter how well you do, there is the great acknowledgement of gratitude that you owe to God because you recognize the presence and hand of God in everything that you do. But more of that soon. This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park. We're talking about the idea of acknowledging gratitude, not only well, being thankful, but acknowledging gratitude is an altogether different type of thing, the recognition that God is there, that God is behind all our personal achievements, all our personal greatness. There is a guiding hand, a blessing hand behind that. But before, now it's difficult to say that because many people think to themselves, well, the only way I can achieve something is through my own efforts, and I have strength, and I have ability, and I have this, and I have that. What about opportunity? What about being born into a situation with all sorts of benefits, being born into a situation with all sorts of personal strengths and gifts, intellect, a tremendous sense of drive, etc., etc.? Do we stop and consider all the details of why we should acknowledge gratitude. When you begin to list them, when you begin to understand them, you begin to recognize that something extraordinary is taking place. You begin to recognize the absolute need to acknowledge gratitude. Gratitude is not only saying thank you. That's being polite. That's being refined. That's doing the simply right thing. Gratitude, the acknowledgement of gratitude, is to recognize the incredible relationship that you have with God.
And this is why soon thereafter, we need to talk about, is this incredible relationship that we do have with God? And what is that relationship? That relationship is that God is ours because we have chosen him to be our God. This is what God tells us. This is what Moshe says. You have rejected all the false gods and come to recognize that this one God, God, your God, this is the one that you believe in. This is the one that you accept as your God. And similarly, God looks at the nations of the world and has given the Jewish people this tremendous title of the chosen people. Now, I know that so many people are uncomfortable with that term because somehow it says it makes me feel superior. But that's not what it is. It's not superiority. It's a tremendous sense of obligation that God has chosen the Jewish people to give them the Torah. And they are the ones who have to, through their actions, through their behavior, through the fulfillment of mitzvot, to indicate and to show the world that this is what their chosenness is all about. The chosenness is to fulfill God's commandments. It doesn't mean strutting around, saying to yourself and to others, I'm better, I'm bigger. No, 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 not that at all. What it is, is we have the commandments. We have the commandments, the 613 mitzvot, and we are obligated to show the world, to display to the world, to bear witness to the world, that we are the ones who have been given the tremendous this responsibility and obligation and duty and privilege of being the ones that fulfill God's commandments. And what is the commandment that we're talking about in this week's parsha? The commandment that we're talking about is the idea of acknowledging gratitude, recognizing godliness. Now, recognizing godliness means that, as Moshe says, you have rejected all the other gods and you have come to select the one God, as he has, in a sense, chosen you for the, for the purpose of fulfilling God's commandments. Now, this is something which is important for us to understand, to recognize the oneness of God. It's not enough to simply throw up your hands and say, I believe, I'm a great believer, I this, I that, this is my God. You have to actually work at it. You have to understand it. You have to exhaust yourself almost to the point of sheer, sheer, well, exhaustion to recognize, to understand what God is and how he functions within this world. And while there are so many different dimensions of godliness that we simply can't understand, our limited minds are just that, human and limited, and therefore beyond, far beyond our comprehension, nonetheless, there are so many dimensions of godliness that we can understand. And if we can understand that we are obligated to know it to the best of our ability, to study, to research, to listen, to learn, and this is something which is important for us to understand because our faith really depends so much upon not only simple acceptance, which is powerful and great and necessary, but also the intellectual pursuit of understanding whatever we can to the best of our abilities. It's not enough to sit back and say, I believe. I have to prove that I believe. And how do I prove that I believe? I study, I learn, I understand how to reject the negative, how to reject the false, how to recognize the truth, how to recognize the oneness of God. And that ultimately brings out true gratitude because you begin to see what in fact it's all about. If it's a simple faith only, 
Yes, it is wonderful, but there is a certain naivete to that. It is almost like a child who's told to say thank you for the sweet or for any type of goodness extended. What we are talking about is using our incredible human capacity to recognize to whatever degree we can what, in fact, God is and how, in fact, he functions and works within the context of creation, of history, of, well, the whole world and everything that happens within that world. This is what Moshe is saying. You have rejected other gods. It doesn't mean that we have, well, simply rejected idolatry. That's a simple translation. We have rejected anything which doesn't necessarily point to the one greatness of God, to the truth of God, to the incredible essence of God, godliness in every sense of the word. And when a person goes through that experience, a person begins to recognize clearly what in fact his duties are, what in fact his obligations are, who in fact is master of this world, who in fact has given him all that he has. Yes, it goes through the medium of his own effort, of his own strength. He has used his mind, he has used his heart, he has used his body, he has used his hands, he's worked the land. As a metaphor, you have done whatever it is through the medium of yourself, but ultimately the strength, the power, the blessing comes from God, from godliness at the highest possible level, and then true gratitude is truly possible, and this is the Kitabu. And then, of course, we come to the Tochacha. The Tochacha is that portion where it's read quietly and quickly because it's something which we simply don't want to hear. It is so frightening. It is so devastating. And because Moshe tells it to us in brutal detail, it's something which we, well, when we look at it and we study it and we read it, it is something which is quite frightening. But at the same time, we have to understand it because we have to understand what, in fact, can happen to the world that we live in when, in fact, we don't take care of that world properly. And there's something within the Tohara which points a direct finger at the idea of how we have neglected to fulfill the concept of Kitabo, of coming to the land fully and positively. It says all these things are happening to you because you did not serve God, because you did not serve God with joy, with a happy and joyous heart, from the abundance of everything that God gave you. Now listen carefully to what he says. What did you do that was wrong? You didn't serve God because you did not serve God besimcha with joy, betuv levov, and gladness of heart, of call. Now you think to yourself, aren't there all sorts of other terrible sins that a person can do? And there are terrible sins. Look at the Ten Commandments. Look at so many of the 613 commandments. All sorts of terrible situations that a person unfortunately can get involved in and with transgressions which are too horrible. And as we approach, of course, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we think about these things, the month of El, a month of self-examination. We look at these things, and this is what he says. Why does all of this happen? Not because you've done terrible things. It's because you haven't done the positive things. And what are those positive things? You haven't served God with joy, with gladness of heart, with goodness of heart. We rove coal from the incredible abundance that God gave you.
Now, this reflects directly back to the idea of acknowledgement of gratitude, showing appreciation. Because as we talk about it in the beginning of the Parsha, it says there that if you fulfill the mitzvah of giving the first fruits properly, etc., etc., you will celebrate besimcha ovetuv lebov. And we've discussed it so many times, the idea of happiness. Happiness is not something which I'm going to do this and I'm going to become happy. Happiness is almost a side product of doing certain things in a particular sort of way. Yes, a person can serve God. A person can fulfill the commandments. But if you don't do it besimcha, if you don't do it with a dimension of joy, with gladness of heart, it's something which you've done begrudgingly. It's something which you fulfill well. You have to either because of social concerns or family concerns or, well, you know, you kind of feel you have to do this because this is what is expected of you. It's not something which you want to do, and it's not something that you do with a tremendous sense of joy and gladness of heart. And you can see two people one who does a certain commandment, he will do it perfectly to the letter of the law. But there is a whole dimension of joy that is lacking, and therefore it doesn't have the luster, it doesn't have the shine. It's not the brilliance that can be. And the other person does the exact same commandment, and you feel that there is a tremendous expression of joy, of happiness, and energy which is uplifting, an energy which is full of light and purpose and greatness, and you sense that the person is doing what he's doing with a tremendous tuv levav, a feeling of gladness of heart. And this is something that we have to train ourselves to do, not only to do the right thing, but to do it in the right way as well. And the right way, Torah says, is to do it besimcha uvetuv levav, because if we don't, what happens Darkness, chaos. Yes, you can do the right thing, but it doesn't bring you the type of fulfillment of excitement that it should. You can do the right thing, but it's a burden. It's a problem. It's not something which you want. This is what the Torah is telling us. What happens is that we have kind of lost perspective. We do what we have to do. We go through the motions, and we go through the motions perfectly. But it somehow is lacking that particular dimension of joy, of gladness of heart. Now, there's two dimensions. There's joy and there's gladness of heart. Gladness of heart, our sages tell us, is an entirely different dimension and greater dimension of joy. Joy is the first level. Then comes Tuvle, Vav, the gladness of heart, where a person actually feels a tremendous sense of inner inner and powerful gladness and joy that he was given the opportunity of doing something and doing something great and doing something right and doing something full and doing something complete. This is the katavo. You have come to a situation where you have not only done the right thing, you've done it in the right way. You've done it with an openness. You've done it with joy. You've done it with great fulfillment. More of that soon. This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park. We're talking about the idea of doing something with a tremendous sense of simcha, a tremendous sense of joy, tuv lebav, with gladness of heart, to do something with a tremendous, powerful energy that not only lights up your life, but lights up the lives of others around you. 
and you think to yourself, well, how can I possibly achieve something so great? How can I achieve something which is, well, near impossible? We're talking about the idea of doing something with a tremendous sense of joy, with a tremendous sense of energy, something which is recognizable to yourself, something which is recognizable to others, and not only one level of simcha, but the tuv levov, with a tremendous gladness of heart, where you're bursting with the energy, with the excitement, with the joy of having the opportunity and the privilege of fulfilling God's commandments. And a person says to himself, wow, that is a huge ask. Well, because of life and the pressures of life, and well, perhaps because of my own disposition as well, I can barely fulfill the commandments in the simple sense of the word to go through the motions. You expect me to do it with a tremendous sense of joy and gladness of heart. You actually expect me to elevate myself to that level. This is something which is totally impossible. I work hard and I work hard every day and I have to raise children and I have to do whatever it is to somehow continue life and you expect me to have this incredible sense of joy and not only joy simcha but the incredible gladness of heart I can hardly go through the motions of the mitzvahs itself and we hear this from so many people we hear this from ourselves time and again what do you actually expect of me and this is why we wonder what is it in the Tachach that God says because you didn't Moshe says because you didn't serve God with joy and gladness of heart all these terrible things have come upon you and the answer is if I don't know if you just listened to the song that Benny Friedman's Yeshtikva, there is hope and there's hope to achieve this level. He says those words of Simcha to Levav, when you remember and recognize two important components. Component number one is that we do it together. You're not on your own. It's not as if you are the only human being upon earth that has been given the duty and obligation to fulfill a particular mitzvah in a particular way. Not only are you connected to so many others, those that you are aware of, family and friends and community, social circles, etc., not only because you have the combined energy of so many people and each and every one of you is able to energize the other, the very interaction of people is something which can be powerful. And this is why it's important to find the community, to find a social environment, to educate the family, that this is the way you have to live. Not only is it because you have that sort of connection and contact, but you actually are not alone because you come after thousands of years, the cumulative years of the efforts that Jewish people have put into Torah and mitzvot, the study of Torah and the fulfillment of commandments for so many thousands of years, those things are there. You are building on top of that, and you receive the energy that others have put in to this particular effort. It's not that you're on your own. You have this tremendous, tremendous treasure house of unity that comes from others and comes historically as well. And when we stop for a moment to consider that, if we stop for a moment and look at ourselves, we are the product of thousands of years of hard work, of joy, of effort, of input. We are not asked to do this de novo all ourselves. We have to stop and understand where we come from, to stop and understand the incredible blessing that we have 
have that we are children of many, many, many generations of great people, of ordinary people, of people who've worked hard, of people who've worked with tremendous self-sacrifice, of people who have worked with every bit of their being to bring about this state of joy and gladness of heart. And that's how we break out of the morass of, well, I feel sorry for myself. I'm not that way. I can barely make whatever it is that I'm doing. And this is why I don't have the time or inclination to achieve gladness of heart and joy. No, we have to stop and consider every single day where we come from. And this is why when we take a look at the beginning of the Parsha, how, you know, it's not only I'm bringing my first fruits. There is a whole historical statement that you make. It begins began with the patriarch Jacob because the history of the Jewish people is what gives each and every one of us now and today the ability to recognize who and what we are, and it gives us the energy to achieve greatness, yes, because we have that energy. And the other thing, of course, is the faith in God. And as I mentioned before, faith in God is not merely acknowledging God. I believe in God, but I have studied, I have worked, I have done whatever, I have searched out those holy books that deal with these issues, with these subjects. I have gone to classes. I have spent time to recognize and to know God, and God is here with me. And this infinity is able to give me the added push, the added drive, the added desire to do things in a way which is simcha v'tuv lebav. And this is what acknowledgement of gratitude is all about. Acknowledgement of gratitude is not only do you recognize your history, where you come from. It's not only you recognize who and what you are, the talents that you have, the strengths that you have, the powers, the abilities. It is not only faith in God, it's a combination of all those elements which brings about a tremendous sense of joy and gladness of heart. And this is the true gratitude. The true gratitude is not necessarily saying I'm thanking you. It is simply living life with that joy. It is simply living life with that gladness of heart that you recognize the presence of God. And this is why you show your gratitude through the way you behave, through the energy that you display, through the joy, through the gladness, through recognizing the abundance of so much that God has given you. And this is why it's the month of El as we approach Rosh Hashanah. It's a time of self-examination, of making that personal audit. We can't sit back and, well, I did this, I did that, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. It's not enough. It is an honest audit that you have to make to recognize, as I said before, where you come from. To recognize the thousands of years of history that precedes you and the energy that was created by all those people coming into you directly. It is the acknowledgement that I spend time and effort to understand God and godliness through his Torah. It is the combined effort of all these things that I hope pray will bring me that sense of joy and gladness of heart. This is what we have to do during the month of El. It's not enough merely to point out the shortcomings, the mistakes, the transgressions, etc., etc. Yes, of course, that's all part of it. But equally so, if not more so, it's the 
overall coming together, the recognition of something which is entirely different and greater, who I am. And who I am is something which is powerful and great and incredibly, incredibly strong. I have so much energy that I have inherited from the past, and there's so much I can give if I want to, if I'm honest if I want to do the job. And this is why when you're in shul tomorrow, listen to this parsha carefully. You may not pick up all the words of the Tachacha because the reader will do it quickly and in an undertone. But listen to the rest. Listen to this covenant, this relationship. God has chosen you. You have chosen God. Listen to the Jew who comes with the first fruit and makes the statement that he does. Listen and understand what it means to experience the joy and the gladness of heart. Listen to this Parsha carefully. It comes two weeks before Rosh Hashanah, and it's there to teach us an incredibly powerful lesson of life. It is there to teach us that, yes, the impossible is possible. We are able to do incredibly great things. We are able to be joyous. We are able to achieve gladness of heart. We are able to appreciate and show gratitude in the fullest and most perfect sense of the word as people who do something with joy. Good job.